podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Murder on the Dance Floor podcast. Who gave me that suggestion for the title? Ash 04. Absolutely sensational. I had to get it into the start so I don't forget it when I'm editing later on. Fantastic pod title name. All credit to Ash and Discord there. But we are on post-match Raw. We are here to discuss Liverpool winning 3-0 in the FA Cup round of whatever it is as we progress into the round of uh, whatever the hell is, quarterfinals. I'm having a mint start. Um, I introduce my guests as I remember how to speak here and then we'll get into the game. Lisa Marie, how are you doing, Lisa Marie? I am doing wonderful, Guy. How about you? Um, I always enjoy watching my children play a match. Just, you know... Throwback to uh, my um, my actual soccer mom days, or I'm sorry, I know it's not soccer, but anyway, <laughs> we'll let you off. Seeing as my child was on tonight, seemingly, this <laughs> 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 train the only can be my child. Anything that Harry. makes you feel a fraction of as old as I am is, yeah. is good by me. Yeah, he's everyone's child. He's that bloody young. We also have my old partner in crime over on Face Off and One Up and etc. Carl, how are you doing, Carl? Not too bad, guy. Glad to to get on the the pod tonight and and talk about another good performance. See, we just need championship teams, lads, and the others won't be can't be asked to do it. So we need we need the old guard. Oh, dearie me. Um. I will remember how to speak as this pro- podcast progresses. Uh, but, Carl, I'll start with you. Um, it's a weird one because we obviously had the cup final uh, on the weekend. And I think certainly when you hear like Dave and stuff preview the game, they were more <laughs> concerned about this game and the effect on the Everton game. But we obviously had to win either way. So looking at our starting eleven, I mean, I was kind of surprised, probably more so with Elliot being in there, seeing as he barely had functioning limbs towards the end of the cup final. But are you surprised how strong we went in the um, with the starting eleven? Yeah, it was somewhat surprising. I mean, in the run up to the game, it was. I mean, I'm off work this week, so you know, I'm trying to fill my time. And this morning, I was kind of trying to get engagement, trying to get people's best guesses of the team because it's the one game where it's really hard to to pick. We knew a lot of the kids were going to play, but it was like, how how much was he going to go virtually full kids? Was he going to try and balance it out? Obviously, that's what he did. He, you know, he tried to get a bit of experience in there. So one week we could try and go and win the game. And and secondly, because, you know, you don't want to quite throw a team of kids to the Lions. You know, we we remember what happened a few years ago when we were forced to do so against Aston Villa because the rest of our squad was uh, off uh, globetrotting. 
So, um, you, you know, that's going to have an ill effect on, on confidence. So um, it, it is a good idea to balance things out. But that said, you know, two players you didn't think would be starting would be Harvey Elliott and Virgil van Dijk because they played every minute of the final and, and both put so much in. Um, and as you said, I, I think Harvey, he covers every blade of grass whenever he plays. So he always looks kind of gassed, but he looked particularly gassed after the final. So um, it was certainly was a surprise to see him in there. Yeah, he might get a break at the weekend, but I suppose it is your Charlie summary. I mean, surprised with it's probably Van Dyke and Elliot that are the main two, but obviously Gakpo starting, he is the only fit senior forward. Um, Bradley's played quite a lot, and he's he's now one of the older heads in there. So, how what did you make of the uh, starting eleven? Yeah, I mean, I I think. I was surprised to see Elliot, but I, I think you just needed, and, and it's funny to actually say this phrase, you needed to balance out some more experience with, you know, the uh, against the younger, um, you know, less first team experience players. I mean, you know, age wise, Harvey obviously fits, you know, right in the mix of, of most of those that started tonight. But, um, you know, on your forward line, you you know, you've got somebody making their debut, um, you know, along with Kakpo. So I think, I think I'm guessing that was the intent. And, and I do, I don't think, I mean, Harvey may be on the bench for the weekend, but I, I certainly wouldn't expect him to start. Um, Van Dyke again, I was, I was a little bit surprised, but I know, you know, you really need to manage kind of Kanate's minutes. So, so I think that was a little bit of it as well is let Van Dyke start kind of set the, you know, the tone, if you will, and, you know, and then bring in Ibu in the second half like he did. So um, a little bit surprised, but but overall it was it was pretty much what I expected to see. Yeah, it's not like we're swept with options at the minute as well, is it? <laughs> I mean, it seems to be we have – there is probably – Bradley some did come off, hmm. you know – what at like seventy ish minutes or whatever yeah. on, on Sunday. So so yeah. Um yeah, I mean that's the the only thing the only one that worries me a bit is I mean Gomez playing both games. So I, I'll be a little bit interested to see what the right back situation is at the weekend. But but still it's Wednesday and we don't play till Sunday. So it you know I think it it's Saturday. Right. Oh is it it is Saturday, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Sorry. Um, but even still, Wednesday to Saturday, um, I mean, I know that isn't a lot, but but based on the schedule for the rest of the for the rest of the season, that's that's decent. So. <laughs> so, um, yeah, then, then we have till Thursday. So at least we have a, a decent break after Forest after so, after Saturday. Yeah. yeah. So that's not too bad. But I, I think Robo was missing tonight. So hopefully. He's yeah, Robo wasn't on at all. So I would imagine he'll probably start left back. As I said, I right back it would be interesting you know mm-hmm. if, it, if it will be bradley again or or if he moves um gomez over there but we're, we're jumping way ahead so i'll stop yeah, sorry yeah, yeah we have a game to stop <laughs> uh, we could skip the debate first for another yeah. occasion yeah we could skip the first five minutes because it was awful um a word for southampton carl obviously only recently relegated there is some familiar names in there and some new names but I mean, they are or were doing well in the championship. I think they're third or fourth, um, to my knowledge. But there is some names in there. I mean, Sulemana looks talented. Mara, talented. 
Um, midfield's probably a bit more Premier League. Or, I know Aribo made his name at Rangers, but um, yeah, any any one of note from Southampton, just in the team lineup alone. Yeah, I think as you said, Sulemana really stood out because we we all remember how good he can be from the the four four on the final day last season, um, in which he he gave us a torrid time, and I think even in the week of that, then there was even rumours that Liverpool were kind of having a look at him. So um, he he is a real talent. Um, maybe the end products not quite there for him except when he he played against Liverpool at one time I, I was shocked actually during the game um I, I would have you know I haven't watched too much championship this season but I would have assumed that he, he would have been scoring some goals but apparently he hasn't scored since he scored against Liverpool so um but that said I still fully expect him to score against us and um, he very much gets himself in in dangerous positions he's lightning fast and um you know he's unlucky obviously in the end as we'll go on to talk about not not to end up with a goal um but they certainly managed to to hold on to to some talented players both both young and and experienced you know they're, they're obviously the, the likes of Walker Peters and, and Armstrong when he kind of came on later in the game but um they, they still have a lot of talent there and it's it's no wonder obviously until I think um, was it just a week until the weekend they were on a bit of an unbeaten run so they are going well this season there's some good players in there and I'm sure they are they are strong contenders to come back up to the Premier League if not by automatic, you know, possibly through the uh, the playoffs. So, um, you know, we we knew, you know, even with a few players rested, it wasn't going to be an easy game, particularly given the the rotation that we've had to do. Yeah, yeah, it looks like they're rotated a bit. We, as you mentioned, when Carl Walker Peters on the bench, he's clearly a Premier League player. I mean, that's basically my my takeaway for that. It's like how how are they sliding the Championship when we're watching Sheffield United and Burnley every week? It's so so weird at times. Football, but hey ho, we'll probably see them next season at some point. Um, and if they don't, it'd be massively disappointing. So let's get into the game. And Carl, I'll start with you. Pretty bad start. <laughs> um, Goal for them, but it's fortunately ruled offside. It is quite clearly offside. Um, Seku Mara, one of the talented forwards we just talked about there, it, it, it kind of set the example of how the first 20 or so minutes went because they kept breaking our line, whether it was onside or offside, but it was always threatening. Yeah, um, I mean, I think at the start of the game, looking at our team, um, the the Two points I'd make is that the, the senior players looked tired and the, the young players looked nervous. And, you know, both things are to, to be expected, you know, given the, the final on the weekend and how many minutes are in the legs. I, I found myself laughing at one point where, uh, Van Dyke had to kind of stretch to, to deal with a, a loose pass. And he kind of, the look on his face looked like, why are you making me run? <laughs> yeah, he just didn't want to be running. Um, but yeah, they, they were, Straight out of, out of the traps, Southampton, you know, their, their front three are quite, quite quick and, um, tenacious and, um, they were, they were causing us problems in, in wide areas, you know, particularly going up against Simicas, um, who, um, maybe didn't have his best game. I'm sure we'll talk about we'll that go, more. We'll go rusty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he didn't look a hundred percent. Um, 
and down our right side, you know, especially Harvey Elliott just didn't seem to have the, the gas to run. So there wasn't much protection for, for Bradley there. And, um, you know, they got in a few times and, and Quivine, the, the hero of the weekend, he had to be at it again with a, with a few important saves. Um, but, you know, as much as, you know, it's easy to look at the youth in our team and obviously tired legs in the weekend, but certainly can't take anything away from Southampton. You know, they, they came to Anfield to play from, from the minute go and, and they were going to cause us problems. Their manager talked about it in the run up that he was confident that, that they could cause us problems and, and they certainly did. Yeah, absolutely. And coming to you, Lisa Marie, I mean, Carl mentioned the player I wanted to talk about there. I mean, we have a, they have a couple more chances through Sulemana and, uh, and Mara um, forces a shot from Quivine. Um I don't know why I took now to go with the Irish name, but I'll go back to Keller. <laughs> I think I may have got it close enough there. But uh, Lisa Marie... I think you got it. Yeah. Trevor, be proud. <laughs> don't know about that. Um, yeah, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Uh, yeah, I think I'm qualified to say it's pretty yeah. good. I'll say. There I'll you say go. That's right. I'm going back to Irish Kevin. Um, I've nailed it once. But um, going on to Irish Kevin, Lisa, I mean, he's been a, a topic of discussion mainly in these cup podcasts because Europa League there was a couple iffy performances. I mean, even in the earlier rounds of the League Cup. It was always a discussion. I think me and Dave had one. I can't remember the game. It might have been Leicester, if I remember correctly, where he just seemed to... A couple of mistakes, a couple minor things, but it, he seems to, as soon as he's had a run, and this is probably why we've been harsh discussing him, but he's had a run in the team now, whether it's the odd little break, but since Allison's got injured, he's been first choice. But, I mean, he's been bloody fantastic since he's been number one and we needed him again today he was amazing in the cup final and tonight I mean the, the saves in the first half especially it just helped settle the nervous team in, into the game yes um yeah I mean I think that is the and I've and I've said it on previous podcasts where we've been discussing Queeving. he he needs a run I mean like any player he you know I mean obviously goalkeepers a little bit different where where you are more likely to kind of come in cold and it is, it is a little bit different, but I, I, I have felt pre earlier in the season that it was, you know, he was maybe a little unfairly criticized to, to a certain degree for, for two reasons. One, he just hadn't been playing. And two, we're so used to looking at the best goalkeeper in the world, you know, Alison Becker, that, you know, it, it's, it's a little unfair to expect Kelleher to come in and immediately be at Allison's level. Um, but now that he has, you know, very much here in the last couple of months, been playing more regularly, you know, getting that confidence. I mean, we're reaping the benefits of that at, at exactly the right time. Um, you know, of course, he was wonderful in the cup final on Sunday. And and yeah, I think him being able to be just quietly confident and right on it at the beginning was was very much what we needed um, across the board to just kind of settle everybody down because it, it did feel a little I don't know even what the, did I even write something decent down here in my notes it, it we just kind of needed to settle those those first few minutes and and to be fair you know you've got a team of players on the field that don't play together regularly so that I think is to be expected that you know you're you're not going to have that same level of connectivity and you know 
fluid passing, et cetera, et cetera, with, you know, with players that aren't necessarily used to playing with each other on a regular basis. And, but I think Kelleher being able to, to do what he did, um, you know, in the opening, what, 15, 20 or so minutes of the game was, was massive. Yeah, absolutely. And as long as Allison's out, I mean, maybe Klopp was right. Maybe he's the best number two and it, it just takes a little run to see it. But he has been a massive player for us in, in, in recent games and recent weeks. He's He's been fantastic. But Carl, to give you a chance to discuss your, your countrymen, obviously it's almost a shame Bazunu didn't play for them because it would have been a battle of the Irish keepers. But um, <laughs> it, it must be intriguing for you because obviously Bazunu's got the number one shirt at the minute, I believe. But if Kelleher gets a decent amount of minutes for Liverpool. Obviously, the international break is coming up in March, I believe. It wouldn't surprise if he gets us a shot at, for the Ireland number one shirt, at least. Yeah, it'll be very interesting. I think Ireland announced today that John O'Shea will be taking charge for the, the two games as interim manager with a view to appointing a permanent manager in, in April. So um, I'm sure now in the next few Days he'll he'll be kind of getting his ideas together on on what his squad's going to be and and um, who's going to play and you know it's I think at the moment it's hard to look past Keller given that he's he's playing at a higher level than than Bazuna um they're they're both very talented young keepers I mean it's Ireland are fortunate to have two two good keepers I and mean, we, we've always had decent keepers in the past like the given and such and they're they're big gloves to fill um but the, these two lads you know it's it's very promising for us and you know it's good to have competition and um, it's a shame we don't have as much competition in some other positions um but at least we have them be- between the sticks but but at the moment i, I think it's it's fair to say Keller is probably Kind of got a got a nose ahead, um, given you know his he's taken advantage of this this good fortune for him and in, in Allison getting injured, um, you know I I'd, I'd, I'd agree completely with what Lisa said. It, you know it, it's people were very harsh on Keller earlier in the season, you know trying to say the cup runs in the past were were purple patches and this is his real level, etc. etc. Et but I feel like being the Subkeeper is probably the most unforgiving role in football. It's so hard. You have to come out from the cold and people expect you to just be going. And yet people will forgive, you know, outfield players in the same position. You know, if an outfield player hasn't played recently and comes in, I know it happened to, to Simicast a few times over the past couple of years and, and he has a kind of rusty game and, and people look at him and say, oh, well, he hasn't played in five games. Why isn't that? That said about Keller as well. Why is Keller expected to just come in, having not played the last five, six games, and, and just expected to save everything and deal with every cross and make every pass? You know, you know, sharpness and match match experience. It, it's so so important. Um, but now that he's had that run, he he's been excellent lately, and I think it's the greatest compliment to him is that people have now stopped talking about how Allison's going to be a big miss for Man City. That's not mm-hmm. the focus anymore. You know, people think Keller can do the job, and maybe it helps that Allison tends to have the odd gaff against Man City. But, say, he's always um, against City anyway. <laughs> yeah. But but even so, I mean, Keller is playing really well, and you know I'm, I'm have full confidence in him. You know, in the, the remaining games up to the to the international break, and then we'll we'll see kind of what happens with Allison after that. Are you that person who has everything, the coolest merch, and those must-have fan threads? 
Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to anfieldindex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. Yeah, yeah, it's very interesting. Obviously, he will have these next few games. Um, I am very much touching wood. We don't need another injury in there because we know the third choice is. And I don't have the patience for that, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but, I mean, the first half wasn't massively interesting and I wasn't particularly taking notes because I was editing podcasts because I am an idiot. That's what I will go with there. I will not go into further details. Um but let's pick out some some of the players to discuss. Obviously, we picked out Kelleher there. Um, everyone knows Van Dyke. The young midfielders, Lisa Marie, obviously McConnell and Clark came on in the cup final and were bloody excellent. I'm not saying they struggled in that first half an hour or so, but the midfield seemed to be the... I'll go with issue for want of a better word, but there just didn't seem to be anyone there offering protection to the defence. Obviously, it doesn't help whilst Joe Gomez is playing there, who's not a not a midfielder. But uh, McConnell and Clark, I think, obviously good on the ball, but he's, if once we get into a more settled side and we actually have more than three people available, it'd be nice to see a bit more defensive awareness. That's probably the only thing I'd take away from that 30 minutes. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it does. It goes back to to what I was saying, you know, a little bit ago. You've got so you've got Joe Gomez as the six. I mean, has he ever played that role before? I mean, not no. my memory, but no. you know, I, I don't want to speak for his entire career. Um, so yeah, so so you've got that. Um, you know, in in a di- so I I think it is. I think it's just it it goes back to my earlier comment that you've got players not just so much that don't play together on the field on a regular basis, but are also not necessarily playing in their usual position. So, I mean, I can imagine being out there and, you know, and maybe Clark or look it up and being like, oh, that's where Gomez is. Okay. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking he's going to be, you know, I'm using my hands like y'all can see me right now, but, you know, he, he should be over there. And, and so I, I think probably everybody just sort of getting acclimated to their positional awareness, mm. uh, you know, probably was a large part of that first 15, 20 minutes. And, oh, okay, you're going to drop back and defend. It, 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 you Just all of those things, which you would certainly hope that they'd worked on in practice. But, but I mean, really, how much time did they really have to do that? So, uh, yeah, I think it, it was just a matter, you know, I mean, it's it, it, even though you've got experienced players like Gomez on the field, he's not playing in anything close to what his usual position is. So, so I think it, you know, all of that should be looked at with, you know, with, with just a little bit of grace and forgiveness that, you know, they aren't going to be playing perfectly. Um, But Hey, they played just good enough and that's all we needed. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't want to be too harsh with them. And as you say, there was no preparation time in this. If anything, 
Right. Training, training was simply massages and ice buffs, I presume. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, half the team could not move on Sunday. Um, Carl, I mean, one other player I want to talk about before we'll talk about Comas when he scores. Cody Gakpo. Now, again, I don't want to be overly negative. We won 3 0. He's a very weird player. Because one thing I'd, asso- I'd associate with Gakpo is like precise finishing. Even when he like doesn't get involved in games and stuff like that, he always seems to have a reliable shot on him. Whereas today he didn't seem to have one of he seemed to have two left feet. That's what I'll go with. It was very odd. Yeah, um, he's not been on his best form of late. I think the the decision making isn't always there. I mean, at one point, you know, up until the goal, we hadn't really created anything. But the, the one time we looked dangerous was where Cody got the the bald feet in the box and instead of shooting first time he, he tries to kind of turn it and by then something's yeah. gotten back around him um, so the decision making hasn't quite been there and then even when he's making the right decisions maybe the, the accuracy as you said isn't there and you know I, I'd agree with you I do associate him as being a good finisher I, I think you know he, he's probably um, up there among the better finishers at the club when he's on it but he's very much a confidence player and I think Klopp touched on that recently and, and Klopp kind of held his hands up and, and said that he's guilty of kind of maybe taking that confidence away from him because you know I think um, it was quite frustrating earlier in the season for you know watching Gakpo from, from the outside looking in whereby you know one game he'd start up front then the next game and he might play well then the next game he's on the bench he doesn't get on then the next game he's at left midfield Mm -hmm. then you know and it's a lot of chop and change it's very hard for him to get settled and and Klopp very much kind of held his hands up and said yeah that that was my fault you know mixing up his position now he seems to be leaving him up front which is good Um, but he just needs to to get that confidence maybe you know a couple goals and and then suddenly he'll, he'll be firing again hopefully but it's just not quite there at the moment and I'm sure of course that you know like many of the other senior players he's he was probably tired tonight because he, he did play I think it was about 80 minutes um on the weekend so mm-hmm. and he worked hard so um you know that, that's a given that he would be tired but it is unfortunate at the moment that he's not quite firing particularly because you know we have three other senior forwards who who are injured um but but I'm sure he'll he'll get there again obviously Klopp's recognized what the the issue was and he's he's trying to fix that so hopefully sooner than later he's 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 banging in goals again and and looking uh you know the the confident Cody that we knew last season yeah that's the thing i have no i have no doubt to this quality to some the consistency once he gets it i think we, I think he's already one of our little selection of players that's got over 10 goals that, that might not be the most in the Premier League, but when you're going for all the cups, you need scorers in every bloody place. So, yeah, I think maybe once we settle down a bit and a bit more pure rotation with, with first-teamers in that forward line, it, it could help. But, I mean, he's shown his quality. I can't remember the minute. It was in the second half where he just decided to try and skin four people, and he nearly did, and nearly scored. Um, so the, the quality is definitely there. I think it's just confidence, as you say, Carl. Um, Lisa Marie, coming to you for the first goal then. It, it's literally... I'll say Lewis, but this has gotten labelled as Louis, but he is above 12, so I'm going with Lewis. Um, (laughs) Lewis Kumas. 
it takes a deflection, but it's really well worked by Bobby Clark in, in, in the press. Cuts inside, take, shot takes a deflection, but it, it's a nice moment because he is obviously one who we've not seen so far this season. Maybe a surprise he was starting with Dan's on the bench. He's obviously made a, a little bit of a name for himself before today and then a much bigger name for him after today. But it, it was nice to see a, another new lad make, make his mark, even though it was deflected, but a lovely moment for him. 100% now okay he was the one who I think I didn't really you know when I saw his name on the team sheet I, I couldn't mm. picture him so I had to look him up <laughs> so yet another of these these young guys that you know I could be sitting in my living room with with my own 18 early 19 year old son you know playing Xbox or FIFA or you know whatever um but yeah no it was I mean what a week for that kid, you know, to 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 um, you know be at the at the cup final and then just you know make his debut and and score his first goal. I mean, it's just it's incredible, and it's just so nice to see. And that pass from Clark to him for the goal was gorgeous. I mean, that's my notes say just say Clark Takumas, lovely. Um, so yeah, it's just it's. You know, all of this is just so, so exciting, you know, just in the greater context of of seeing these young players, you know, not just be able to come on and hold their own, but to make real and definite quality impact, you know, in these matches is just it, it's just so exciting. And, you know, just gives me a whole other sense of, you know, overall optimism for the team. So, you know, good on him. Yeah, absolutely. And Carl, I'm, I'm defaulting to proud mother mode. Mm. Can y'all tell right absolutely. now? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Carl, coming to you, I mean, it's weird because we're obviously similar age and the Liverpool Academy isn't always been the most productive, especially in the last 20 years. I mean, since Gerard, we, we didn't have many before Trent. Um, we obviously had little smatterings like Suso and stuff like that, but obviously they obviously went and have good careers. But it is nice because I'm sure you saw the start of Gerard, maybe Owen as well. But it's nice now again to see consistent academy product because it's been Trent, then Curtis. But now we've got all this bloody lot coming through at the same time. I mean, I'm not saying it's our class of 92 or whatever, but it, it's nice that the academy is at least something to look forward to. They may not all make it, but it'll be all all of them are bloody interesting. Yeah, I mean, I kind of would have gotten into to following Liverpool in the the early noughties, and I, I think kind of at that point we kind of just came out of the period where the the likes of Gerard and before that own. Carragher, Fowler, you know, we'd have a, we'd had a nice kind of run of, mm. of players breaking through. And there were some others that kind of got in and around, maybe played for a season or two and then were sold on for a little bit of money. Like, but it, it, it was productive, but kind of in my time as a, as a fan, like you, you can really count the amount of players that have come through on your fingers. You need the likes of, um, Sterling and, um, uh, Trent and Curtis Jones really up up until this mm. season that have really made it. A, a few others maybe like the likes of Martin Kelly and Stephen Warnock who maybe if not for injury you know could have been good squad players mm-hmm. for for Liverpool. But but you're really really having to to kind of 
rack your brain there to think you know we haven't been nearly as productive as um some of our rivals have so it, it's it's great this season to see so many players breaking through and it's not just you know we've had players in the past i mean someone was talking earlier about that that game against villa a few years ago and you know i was looking through to see kind of where are all those players at and most of them have obviously moved on. They're playing either in the lower leagues in England or they're playing in Scotland, a lot of them, surprisingly. Um, but but they haven't obviously made it. And it's it's not just enough to play a cup game or two. Like you really have to, to kind of make your, your yourself known. And the players are doing that, you know, the, the obviously Bradley, Kwanzaa, probably top of the pile. But on top of that, um, you know, McConnell, Clark, and, and most recently Dan's, you're really looking at them and you're saying, you know, I could see them in, in the team in, in a couple of years, you know, still still around. And, and that's what it's all about. Not making a couple of squads. It's about still being in the team a couple of years later. So it's so, so exciting. And, and obviously, Kumas was one we... we got to see in the first team for the first time tonight and you know I, th- I thought watching the first half that the real issue for Liverpool in attack was a, a, la- a lack of pace a lack of directness and while Kumas isn't the quickest he, he seemed to be the quickest of the front three and if anyone was kind of going to make that breakthrough it did seem to be him and you know he, he seemed very keen to, to make that move to, to drift in from the wide area and get a shot away and it, it, he didn't quite manage it till that moment but when when he managed it at that moment like he, it was a, it was a great shot and obviously he gets a bit of luck with the the um the deflection but you know you you feel if there wasn't a body in the way he may well have, have found the opposite corner um and you know credit to clark as well for the the pass um you know him and mcconnell kind of you touched on it earlier, started the, the match a little scrappy, maybe lost the ball a couple of times, but they, they certainly grew into the game and um, their their confidence grew and, and we, we saw the product from that. Like it was a great, well-worked goal from the, the two young lads. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it did settle us in um, for the second half as well. Um, we did make subs at half-time. I think they did as well. They are listed here somewhere. We obviously bring on Ibu um, for Virgil, half each. Don't want to risk them too much. Did they not make one? No, they did not. I thought they did for some reason. Um, I mean, the second half does start with them probably in the ascendancy again, Lisa Marie. Obviously, Sulemana has a chance, um, which Kelleher does well again with. But after that, it seems like, well, basically Ibu <laughs> dealt with everything after that moment. I mean, I always go on about Ibu. I think he's the most underrated player in world football. Um, but Lisa Marie, I mean, your, your thoughts are on Ibu, on, on because you're obviously a newer fan. But what, what, do you, what do you make of Kanati? Like, how does he help hold up in your estimations when you see, like, Matip and other Premier League players and stuff you've seen? Yeah, I mean, I think... I. I don't think he's underrated to us as Liverpool fans, but but I think across the Premier League or, you know, even in the other leagues, I think he is underrated. I think, and, and I don't know why. Um, I don't know if it's just because, I don't know. I, I honestly don't. Um, you know, I mean, I know he does seem to get a lot of these little knocks and injuries, so, you know, so maybe for the not regular Liverpool fan, you know, who isn't watching him all the time. They just they just don't catch as much of him. You know, maybe they're 
when they're watching Liverpool play, it just happens mm-hmm. that he, you know, isn't playing next to Virgil. But, but yeah, I mean, and, and there's just, he is, and there, there is, there's just something about him that he's, I can't even think of the right word. I, I want to say there's something kind of brave about him, which sounds kind of silly, but mm. um, I kind of have to remind myself that he's as young as he is, I guess, if, if that makes sense, you know. No, um, I fully understand, yeah. You know, and, and, and sometimes even initially, um, you know, sometimes he does do things that are a little, you know, absent-minded is a little harsh, but, you know, but the, but but that's well, when you have to remind yourself, this is a younger guy. <laughs> yeah, he has not played, you know, he just doesn't have as much of the in-game experience, but, you know, but it doesn't seem, he seems to recover from any of those missteps that he makes. It it, it doesn't get in his head, I guess is what I'm very badly trying to say right now. So, yeah, but no, I do. I, I There's something about him that I just enjoy watching him, you know, it, you know, we're, we've been so lucky this this season, you know, especially with Matt getting, you know, injured so early that, you know, with him and, you know, and Kwanzaa, you don't even flinch when you see his name on the team sheet anymore. You know, it's just like, mm-hmm. OK, uh, <laughs> and he's so much younger. So, yeah, no, Ivo is he's great. Um, he is great. And, and I mean, if you think about how good he is now, just think three or so years from now how good he will be. He's just going to get better. Yeah, absolutely. Carl, anything you want to add? Throwing Kwanzaa is there as well. Obviously played the full game. Um, just been growing in confidence all season, but on Ibu on Kwanzaa, and even if you want to just praise Van Dyke for the sake of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, starting the, the, the season, you know, you kind of looked at our centre-back, situation and um, you know Matip obviously didn't have the best season last year and he's no stranger to injury unfortunately uh, Joe Gomez obviously until this season he hadn't been at his best for, for some time um, and, and we know Kanate is, is prone to knocks and you kind of wonder did we need another centre half um, and then Kwanzaa plays in pre-season and you know I, I think the only Liverpool fan that that really saw him breaking in that that I'm aware of really seemed to be uh, Lubo. You know, he was he was really ringing that bell for for Kwanzaa. Mm-hmm. And you know, we everyone else thought he was just being daft that this lad just disappear after preseason. But he's he's really really kind of established himself as as I mentioned earlier. He's now one of the squad. Like, um, you know, he's he's excellent. He, he seems to have it all. I, I think maybe the the one thing maybe if if you want to be harsh and and scrutinise is, is maybe the acceleration isn't quite there. But, mm. you know, that's not there for Matip either. And obviously we've seen Matip have a couple of world-class seasons for, for Liverpool. And obviously after he started this season world-class and it was unfortunate to lose him to injury. But, you know, as Lisa, Lisa seemed to suggest, we, you know, we, we don't seem to miss him now. And, and that's such a credit to Kanate and, and Kwanzaa. You know, Kanate, the, the niggles, 
you know, disrupting rhythm was it an issue and it was an issue again at the start of the season and you you were concerned about that. But the club finally seemed to have gotten a handle on, on his fitness issues and you know, they're managing his minutes somewhat. They're bringing good. Kwanzaa in where they can. Yeah, certainly. Um, you know, they're, they're subbing him off here and there. You know, maybe he's playing 70, 75 minutes, 80 minutes, but not, not quite the full 90. It's, it's smart. And they're managing to, to keep him fit. And, you know, I, I've almost stopped worrying about him which, which is uh hopefully i don't regret that but it, you mm. know he has been <laughs> excellent kind of since since matlab got injured and and so has kwanzaa and and then obviously you have joe gomez who hasn't seen that many minutes at center half but he's done a solid job when he's been called upon there you know he, he certainly seems to be on a mission to play every defensive position you know but now having played defense midfields now we just need to stick him in in between the sticks you know if Callagher does does pick up a knock you know we know who to call on you don't need adrian get joe gomez in there he'll do a job false, false uh, nine next for joe and then then goalkeeper and then uh, Van Dyke, what a season. I mean, they, they were talking about it, I think, um, at halftime. I think actually just prior to the game, uh, Roy Keane was talking about, he was asked whether kind of Van Dyke's back to his pre-ACL best. Now, I think it was kind of overblown, Van Dyke's dip after his injury. Don't get me wrong, there there was a little bit of a dip, but I don't think it was as bad as, as some opposition fans mm-hmm. and some pundits would, would make you think. But he certainly you know, kind of from, from this top, top level, there, there was a, a slight, slight dip, but he certainly w- right back up at the top, top level. I mean, he was an absolute colossus in the cup final. And then after playing 120 minutes there, he's he's asked to play again tonight. And as I said, I laughed at myself at one point because he looked like he was annoyed to be made to run, but I don't blame him. But but despite the fact that I'm sure his legs were killing him, um, you know, he 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 did his job in, in the first half and then thankfully we were able to take him off at halftime and hopefully he's 100% now for the, the Forest game on the weekend because he'll, he'll certainly be needed. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Need to protect him for the rest of the season. Well, for the rest of his bloody Liverpool career, let's be honest. Um, uh, not too much of no happened after this. We obviously bring on, um, well, the lads who did goals. <laughs> the lad who did goals. They do some subs as well. Uh, Sulemana goes off for Armstrong. I thought he was probably their big danger man, to be fair, so I was kind of happy he went off. I mean, he may have been tiring or something like that. Uh, Carl Walker-Peters, who we mentioned in the intro bit, um, coming on, he did get, go off a few minutes later, um, so hopefully nothing too serious for him, or maybe the manager was just being a bit of a knobber. Um, but hopefully he's fine. Uh, Kumas went off, replaced by the danger man, Dans, uh, and we bring on Alexis McAllister for James McConnell, uh, they also bring on Che Adams for Adozi, and Rothwell comes on for comes off for Lord Voldemort, who came on. Um, or John Joe Shelby's son will go with. But Lisa Marie, those those were the subs. But the game does spark into life with Jaden Dance. I mean, the goals are sensational. But eighteen year old coming on and making that much of an impact, just a bit a bit more of a predatory instinct in the box I mean it's just that that finish from for the for his first goal is fantastic 
I don't need a VPN. I've got nothing to hide. <laughs> this is what I used to tell myself before I hooked up with LibertyShield.com. Not only is my home internet now fully encrypted, but I can now access all the websites I want, whenever I want, and do so from absolutely anywhere. As a Liverpool fan, I love to know I can now watch every match, regardless of whether it's on UK TV or not. My Liberty Shield VPN makes sure nothing is blocked and guarantees me super fast streaming speed throughout that match. You can get connected right now with their software package, which includes a 48-hour no-obligation free trial and instant access to their apps for Apple, Android, Fire TV, PC, Mac and Android TV. Or go a step further like I have and get one of their pre-configured VPN routers. These small but powerful devices allow you to easily connect every device in your home to VPN, making it the perfect solution for smart TVs, mag boxes and games consoles. Visit libertyshield.com today and use coupon code AIVPN25 to get 25% off at checkout. And let's not forget who assisted with that goal. <laughs> Harvey Hanahan. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hey, you know, I had the, my second proud mom moment of the of the podcast. No, um, no, Dan's is I mean, again, not to repeat myself from earlier, but just how exciting is this to to have, you know, again, this kid come on and, and not just a look like he belongs and but b make an impact and in a contribution like that, not just once, but getting ahead of myself twice, two, two, two goals. Um, but no, it was, it was seamless him coming on and just slotting right in. Um, now it, maybe it wasn't as seamless. This was, there was an, a period kind of from about 54 to just before that goal where I was, my attention was on something that I was doing for work. I was more listening than watching the game for, for about 15 or so minutes. But, but the fact is, you know, you look up, maybe not necessarily immediately realizing the subs that have been made and you're not, you know, whoever has come on is not sticking out like a sore thumb. You know, it's just, it's just the seamless, you know, change into the team. And yeah, I mean, Dan's is, He's exciting. And, um, you know, we can only hope that this is, you know, just the beginning of what what we're going to have an opportunity to see from him, not just for the rest of this season, but, you know, in the years to come. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Carl, your, your thoughts on the striker? We just mentioned the academy products there. And, well, I don't want to lay all the, all the pressure on him, but this club is synonymous with with bringing through young strikers. I mean, I don't want to say he'll be the next Owen or whatever, but it would be great for, for the next generation of fans to, to finally see a homegrown striker in the mould of a Robbie Fowler of a, of a Michael Owen. Obviously, very, very early to say stupid stuff like that, but he does look bloody excellent. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think, obviously, when you're looking at a young player coming in at first, you know, you're keeping an eye on on talent, you know, first and foremost. But for me, the, the other kind of characteristics I look for are, you know, confidence and and maturity. And I think 
another player obviously that was on the pitch that 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 impressed me in that way since he's come in has been Bobby Clark and I think Dan's very much has that too where he doesn't look out of place among senior players you know we don't expect the same level of know-how and consistency with, with a young player but you nonetheless don't want them to to look like they they're thinking that they don't belong. You know, you want them to, to look like they, they feel I, I belong on this pitch. And, and he very much gives that impression. And, and that is so, so important. I mean, the moment he got on the, the pitch against Luton, you know, we were seeing, you know, clean touch, good vision, you know, wanting to get to, to get himself in dangerous positions. Again, he comes on in the cup. You know, he has a couple of chances to, to score um, the, the, the um, header that's touched onto the bar yeah, and, and obviously the, the goal line scramble. I mean, he just, he, you know, you'd think he was in the team all along and, and that's the greatest compliment you, you could pay him. And again, now to, tonight he comes on and he, and he finally gets that goal and then you know, as, as uh, Lisa alluded to, he goes and gets another one. Like it, he, I mean, before the game, you know, I was talking about how important it was that these players, these young players, enjoy tonight and and make the most of the opportunity. Because you know, if we were to get Premier League opposition, which we now have, or if we were to to go out, if it had gone that way it's unlikely to be that many more opportunities for some of them because obviously we, we touch wood, we hope, you know, that, that we'll put this this run of injuries behind us and that players will come back and there'll be less opportunities. But it, but I did say, obviously, that, the you know, the likes of Kwanzaa and Bradley, they're now part of the squad and, and you'd expect the likes of Clark and McConnell to still see a few minutes off the bench, perhaps. Um, but I feel now maybe you can add Dan's to that. You know, Jada's out for no, another few weeks, at least, possibly a couple months. I think it's that international um, break, isn't it, at the earliest? Yeah, <laughs> and, and uh, Ben Doak, who's probably have to classify... Uh, you know, at the start of the season, probably our sixth attacker, he's mm. possibly out for the rest of the season. So there is that opportunity now for, for Dan's to, to establish himself as, as that fifth attacker. Um, and uh, I think probably he, he is that now, you know, he's, he's ahead of the likes of Gordon, who you probably would have expected to maybe take the opportunity when, when Doak got injured. Um, but he hasn't seen too many minute, minutes, unfortunately for him. But, but Dan's, he's had that opportunity. He's taken it now. He's had a couple of goals and, and he, he may well be that, that fifth attacker now. And we, we might see him get some minutes off the bench in, in, in the league and, and in the Europa League and, you know, Going off what we've seen so far, you know, you'd have expectations that he can be a danger when he comes off that bench. So it's great that he's taken that opportunity and I'm, I'm certainly looking forward to seeing more of him. As I alluded to, he's, he seems to have a great touch, good vision. He's so strong. I mean, he's only turned 18 and, and he can tangle with, with um, established centre halves. You know, that says a lot. What will he be in a couple of years when he's done growing? He, he could be an absolute monster. Um, and, you know, most importantly for a forward, he can finish. Um, so it's just so exciting to see, see what he can become. Yeah, that's the thing. You mentioned it there. He looks like he belongs. And I think he's only just turned 18. So... 
we we seen it. I know it's different with forwards and positions and stuff like. But Curtis Jones didn't really break through properly till twenty one, and now I think he's twenty three. And this is probably his second or season and a half for Curtis, where he's become a a proper proper first teamer. I know he's had injuries and stuff like, but the so much time for these young lads and and Dan's looks like well well on the way. Um, there was a couple of chances I missed before our goal. Uh, Gakpo had one of his spoony finishes where he just decided I will shank this wide. Um, da, 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 da. Uh, they have their big chance to equalise just before the Dan's first goal. To be fair, I think it's Shea Charles's name. Um, oh, I might have done his name backwards. There. <laughs> um, but it, is it Shea Adams? Is it Shea? Yeah. Oh, no, the, the S H E A. I think that's his name. Oh, the midfielder. Okay. Um, oh, gotcha. I'll get it up. I'll get it up. I'll get it. It is Shea Charles. Look at me. I'm professional. Um, <laughs> uh, ball falls to him in the back post. He just he just doesn't ever control it and just puts it wide. Keller probably would have saved it anyway, the way he was playing, to be fair to him. But then the Dan's goal happens. Um, then Gakpo goes on that run that I mentioned in the 85th minute uh, where he just goes, I am a good player. I will do this alone. Lisa Marie. 3-0. Um, I can't remember who had the original shot. I should have noted that down. Maybe I'm not a professional. Who <laughs> uh, <laughs> had the shot? Uh, um, I'm not sure. Now, Bradley. Another... Connor Bradley. There we go. It was Connor Bradley. You're right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Mine outside the boot Connor, shot. For yeah. the record. Yeah. Because um, I adopted Connor a couple of months ago. Um, yeah. No, but you know what you haven't mentioned is 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 our other debut player tonight. The one that looks like he's twelve. <laughs> yes, I'm too. He's too young to be t- spoken about. <laughs> Bless him. Oh, anyway, um, no, it was it was good to see that. <coughs> excuse me. Even though we were up by two, we just we just kept knocking at the door, and you know, it, it was just fantastic to to see that. You know, we 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 just kept going, and you know. It was, it was phenomenal, um, you know, and to see, <coughs> sorry, I've decided to get all choked up here. <laughs> just so excited. So, so proud um, of you, son. <laughs> just, just happy tears. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, it was, yeah, but no, when, when, is it Nayani? Am I saying that correctly? Nayani? I, I'd I mean, yeah. Yeah, whatever. I mean, Seriously, my youngest, my youngest, my daughter is 14. She'll be 15 the end of June, which incidentally I looked up his birthday is when he turned 17. <coughs> he showed up to pick her up, you know, knocked at our door for, you know, a movie date or something. Wouldn't bat an eye. Um, he, <laughs> he, did, he had such a baby face. But again, seamlessly fit into the picture. So chalk one more up for us. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. Sixteen year old coming on. I think he's now our second young third youngest player, I think he is actually. Um we will never replace that Jerome Sinclair one because he was basically fifteen year old. I don't think we're beating that. Um but yeah, just excellent. Obviously, I think he arrived from Leicester in the summer, if I remember correctly. So even our academy recruiting's just gone up a level in recent times. Um but yeah, Carl Carl, the goal itself, I mean Bradley little outside the boot shot. Um good a decent save. Maybe could have pushed it wide um uh, a bit more lumly. But 
follows up, gets ahead of the centre back, and it, it instinctive finish. Yeah, I mean, um, it's a great effort from from Bradley. I mean, he's he's but he scored one goal, but he very well could have had four or five at this point. You know, he's he's so dangerous when he gets in in front of goal. Um, as you said, the the keeper should have done better, and I think he knows it because he looks frustrated with himself when the ball goes into the net. But nonetheless, credit to to Dan's. You know, he he's chasing in on it much like he the the goal scramble in the cup final you know he, he he's hungry when he sees the balls in the box he wants to connect with it and he's going to fling himself in at it he's very brave um you know and that's what you need from from a forward and you know it's a he's not going to uh, he's not going to give the keeper a second chance and he puts it in the back of the net and it's a, a brace for him and it's just unfortunately he never got a, a chance to, to find his hat-trick because you know you would have probably backed him to to get it which, which is how honoured uh, he, he looked on the night I mean cr- credit to, to the lad and uh, as I said before I just can't wait to see what, what's to come of him But what's to come for us Carl, starting with you, well, at least I'm ready to recover from a coughing fit. We drew Manchester United um, in the next round, and I did have it open, and I've closed it like an idiot. Where is it? We play them on the 16th of March, which is now the game before the international break. So the Merseyside derby has been moved back. Um, It's at Old Trafford. We'll probably both rotate, I presume, especially going into an international break. But, I mean... It'd be fun knocking Man United out. It's always fun to knock Man United out of anything. Very much so. But what 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 do you make of it? What do you make of the fixture, Carl? Um. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't have been my choice. I, I mean, call me crazy, but I really wanted City at Anfield. You know, I, I thought it would have been interesting to play City twice in a row at Anfield. No, not um, not again. Good <laughs> not chance to. Again. To do some damage, um, you know, and if not City, obviously you're always going to think, okay, give us Leicester at home. You know, the the easier, no disrespect to Leicester, but they, they would be easier than than some of the Premier League opposition in there. Um, but that said, I don't fear United. I know that the nil all was was sketchy I know lately they they do seem to have a bar that Fulham lost they do seem to have a bit of air about them where despite playing not great they still somehow managed to to scrape wins with with with, uh last minute goals and and such but they're not a great side um I think to get the the win at Anfield they basically just had to or the law the draw sorry the 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 win draw it was it was a win for them it was a win yeah (laughs) <laughs> um, they just had to park the bus, and and even then they relied on us having an off day. But but at Old Trafford, obviously their fans aren't going to allow them to to play that way. They're going to have to 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 go forward. And you know, I, I think I saw there um, Carragher making an analysis of the defending and and that when they they try and play football, the, the gap they live between their their midfield and and defence you you could park a jumbo jet there like there's so much space to play in so I have full confidence that that we'd be able to to punish them and and obviously by that point you know we should have Mo and and Dom and Darwin well back in the team uh potential for for Curtis to be back by then as well I don't think he's quite ruled out till till after the international break yet 
um and you know we should have more options um and hopefully enough to, to beat them but the big question is just the timing of it you know we've got man city before that and we know we're gonna have to put everything in at Anfield to, to beat Man City and that's a massive game it's a must win for me if, if we want to win the title I know so I've seen some people say a draw would be enough I, I don't think so I think we have to win if we draw it's probably just handing an advantage to Arsenal to be honest so we need to, to win we need to take advantage of the fact we're Anfield and we haven't beaten City in a while you know we, we it feels like at first we, we win last year. beat them all the time but no, I don't think so. I think it's. I thought we it's, beat the Manfield last year. No, a blanket now. I thought it was. Because uh... I thought we were awful, weren't they? Like everyone was going, they'll be invincible and la di da. Then we beat them when we were awful. I might be wrong. It might be that. Wasn't before. it back in the? Didn't we play them at Anfield in the fall last season? It was like that one yeah, zero. It was crappy and. Yeah, I, might be wrong. I think it may have been us rescuing a draw. I can't remember. I'll I'll look whilst you speak. Sorry, Cam. Yeah, but nonetheless, we haven't beaten them a lot lately. It's you know from from the days where we beat them a few games in a row, um, we haven't quite been there. And and most importantly, I don't feel we've played our best again. Actually, you're you're right. We did win one last year. Actually, it was it was uh, I think when the game we played four four two and had uh, Jada and Harvey Elliott on the wings, and they both ran their socks off so much so that Jada ended up getting injured and uh, missed a few games. Then, um, but but even then, obviously, it was a really well hard fought win by Liverpool, but it wasn't you know the easiest on the eye. You know, it wasn't like we 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 played our best football. We we just battled. And, and grind it out. And don't get me wrong, I, I take that, um, in, in a couple of weeks time. But at the same time, you, you want us to show that, you know, we're just as good as Man City on our day. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I feel we are. Um, but nonetheless, it's, it's going to take so much effort to, to win that game. So how much is going to be left in the tank for, for United in the cup? And for United, it's very much going to be a cup final. You know, this is the only competition they can win. Um, and and not just that. Obviously, being at home to to Liverpool, they're they're going to want to put it all in and and try and hurt us. So, you know, if they have that little bit more in the tank, um, hopefully they also kind of uh, wear themselves out because they're they're they they are within reach of of uh, Champions League football at the moment. So it, it's not like they're going to be on the beach and and kind of resting players in the league. Obviously, so um, hopefully. Um, we'll be equally tired and uh, we, we can we can win out but um, you know as I say if you want to win every you know win win the cups you, you have to to beat what's put out in front of you obviously and, and uh, we've, we've beaten Arsenal away so far so why can't we beat Man United away as well yeah that's the thing and if if, if we do win um, it does open up slightly because just to go through the other, the rest of the draw, uh, Wolves drew Coventry at home, uh, where we're away to an Old Trafford against United, Man City against Newcastle at the Etihad, and Chelsea, who will probably draw nil nil with in the final, uh, have have Leicester at home. So it is quite an open um, draw. Um, Man City probably wanted to avoid Newcastle, but Newcastle aren't the same as what they were last season or even earlier in the season. So yeah, you'd imagine. Um, Man City should beat them, um, but yeah, 
you'd imagine the winner of our tie would probably be the favourites to join them in the final, depending on the draw. But um, Lisa Marie, your, your thoughts on Man United before we uh, finish up? Well, I have a more selfish reason for us wanting to beat them because I'm working with an architect on a project right now. Really nice guy, but he is a city fan. And yeah, I just, you know, I don't want to hear. I've already had to hear to hear him talk about, you know, repeating the trouble. So we, we've got to knock him out. <laughs> we, we've, <laughs> we've got to do something. Um, yeah, no, I. It, it'll be interesting. I mean, United, you know, I think. You know, we've certainly got enough to beat them in Old Tra- Trafford. Um, you know, it is unfortunate that it's, you know, we won't, again, a month ago, if you had said, oh, we, you know, we'd have to be up against City and United with Allison out injured, you you might be a bit nervous about that. But that's honestly the least of my worries, you know, at, at this point in time. You know, I'm just hoping if we've got Sala and Darwin back and, you know, and, you know, some of these others, then... It, it really on our day we certainly can do it and um you know it'll just it'll just be interesting to see just please god no more no more injuries between now and then hopefully we're getting people back not not losing anybody else one of the injured lads has got to be on the bench for forest swear god <laughs> you know i i i do think you know and maybe this is just my internal eternal optimism speaking but the fact that you know, Gakpo played for the most part the whole match today. Makes you think that you know he's he's not meant to start on mm. on you know on Saturday that that Salah and or Darwin should you know should be back at least to be able to start. Um, you know, again, hope springs eternal, but but that's just that's just my thinking. And I mean, you know, if Darwin can can you know race down the steps and vault over the you know whatever to to get to get down there to celebrate the wind and, you know, surely he can at least put in, you know, 45, 60 minutes on the pitch. <laughs> You'd hope so. Oh, the, medical, yeah, you know. the medical staff might have some explaining to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we'll finish up there. Thank you everyone for listening, especially those live on Discord. And thank you, Carl and Lisa Marie, for jumping in. This has been last minute as well because Carl Matchett try to jinx a podcast because that's what he does. <laughs> um, but thank you everyone for listening. Goodbye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.